Welcome to your weekly dose of comedy with your host, Dana Pereira. Where's our participation trophy? Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Dana Pereira, and my guest today is former MTV talent exec, current media brand advisor, and host of I Have a Podcast, we have Vinny Patastivo. Yes. Did I nail that last name? Nailed it. Vinny Patastivo. Yeah. (laughs) Vinny Patastivo. (laughs) See, it just rolls off your tongue. If I can really start this interview off on the wrong foot, I was looking at your name for the first time, and I was kind of like floating in a fog of sorts. And I read your last name as Pasta Vino. And I was like, that is the most perfect last name I have ever put two of my favorite things. (laughs) But he said it. He said it. But he said it. He said pasta, but he said it. (laughs) Pasta Vino. I mean, in case you decided that this far into your life, you would like a change of pace. You can be. Vinny Pastavino. You know, there's two. They go, they go hand in hand. By the way, I, I would be honored to be in such a in such a food category. <laughs> oh, tell me, I know you. Did you start off at MTV, and how did you fucking stumble into that? Uh, totally. Uh, I mean, I think my big like. Uh, um, did I start off at MTV? No. Uh, when I was in college, my my senior year in college, I started a casting company. Um, uh-huh. I, I saw uh, co- uh, something called Backstage, and I said, all right, I'm going to take out an, an ad, and I'm going to say, actors, if you're looking to be cast in commercials, I'm looking for actors to, to be cast in commercials and send me your headshots. And so I had, like, hundreds of headshots sent to me at Wagner College. It was, like, this cool moment, like, like, like Merkel on 34th Street moment, it felt like, like, baskets full of like eight by tens being sent to me i didn't i didn't even know there were that many people in the world yeah. <laughs> that was be before really social media <laughs> yeah. so. and i'm like from staten island so i think there's only like staten island in new york and then everything else is outside I don't, outside of new york yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's like a weird rest so, of the little world <laughs> It was like little did I know, but I I loved um I I, I graduated um high school in '95 and I graduated college in '99 and in those four years, what technology did to video was pretty cool. I mean to to content to file sharing. Um, mm-hmm. we're talking you're talking about Napster was created. The hard hard disks you know um were gone. I I went to school and needed a, with a P touch. I didn't even have like a, a real computer processor. Um, yeah went out there so so there was a tremendous like a uh, revolution so to speak a digital digitizing revolution okay yeah in media and I as a data engineer knew how to record data I knew I understood um uh remote file management I understood digital editing and I think it was that that skill set that helped me ultimately um combined with casting that I kind of uh, got into and casting was one of those you know social it's a great casting is a great introduction i mean i i should i shouldn't say it's an introductory job because you have a lifelong career being in casting yeah but but you can you don't have that's as a casting director but the i think there's a lot of people who can participate as casting coordinators or casting associates or even casting consultants even um because we're all connectors and I, you know, and that's, that's the piece that I kind of like loved about what I got to do at MTV in the late nineties was connecting talent to reality TV shows, which kind of went something like this. Um, Jessica Simpson uh, is, is not happy with the way that the public understands her and she's looking for an opportunity to show the world who she really is. And it's not fair that she's being compared to Brittany and Christina and and Mandy Moore and all these different sort of, you know, comparisons in the way right. that the media was back then. And and her father, Joe, saw clearly that there was an opportunity to tell the story of his who his daughter was as a newlywed, you know, in newlyweds. And I love that we got to tell, first off, I love, I mean, I like I, I love a good family story. So I yeah. Can, um, you bring up the Italian thing in the beginning of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Osbournes, um, also Housewives of New Jersey. I got the cast. Like, I, I like a big family. I understand family dynamics, by yeah. the way. The uh, Runs House, I'm thinking of all the family shows that I got to work on. Um, <laughs> 
uh, you would think that my family, we were like the, you, we were the perfect family on the block, but we weren't. My family, we were the house that we were the Osbournes. Yeah. On the block. I, I understood. That. I think I'm Kelly Osborne and think it might be my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I might be Ozzy. I'm just yeah, like, right. uh, uh. <laughs> just put me in the right direction. <laughs> and it was cool. To, it was cool to be creative with artists where in, in a way that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a music producer and I wasn't a TV producer. I was a casting coordinator person, talent person that kind of had access to the MTV producers. And then also the producers would ask me about talent lists. And I started creating talent lists for like, that's cool to think about just, just thinking about names for to be included in projects and that's kind yeah. of like where, where it starts but then some of those names get picked and then that's uh-huh. you know where it kind of goes on and on it's I'm thinking of I just went in my head I'm thinking about when we cast Carmen a hip opera and it was I got we got to put Beyonce yeah in first, like acting role ever I mean, that's that's who, insane that's the coolest and by the way no what I, I'm not gonna say in casting after that by the way that's it that, that was <laughs> That's my move. That was my... peak. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was, it was, yeah, it's so true. Mandy, we got to put Mandy Moore in her first acting role. Um, uh, I got to work with Andre 3000. I, I, it's just in a really unique position. And, and I like that. I like being creatively alternative in that world. <laughs> How often, because uh, you mentioned Jessica Simpson earlier, I met her for a whopping 17 seconds one time when she was doing a book signing. She spoke to me and I was like, uh, 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 I did not know what to do. How often did you find yourself around these people that were huge names? Did you ever get like nervous or like anything like, or were you just like... Uh. No, they're people because you kind of get to see the real them and not what uh, they're being projected to the world. Yeah. Um, if if I got, if, if I was, okay. So sometimes it gets starstruck. Yes, sometimes it yeah. gets starstruck. You can't, I, I, that's why I do what I do because like, sure. I'm a fan. So like um, uh, Sandra Bullock, I was speechless around, <laughs> by the way, Bernadette <laughs> Peters. I was speechless around. I didn't know what to talk. I burned at Peters. I was like, uh, 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 uh. I'm at Zappa. <laughs> I'm, I'm at Zappa. Uh, introduced me to Brenda Peters and she just kept gloating about Frank's kid. And I'm like, you talk about Frank's app. This is my mind is like, I can't understand. And I'm just, and by the way, I mean, I, I make a joke, but I land, I landed at MTV because I, I wanted to work on Broadway. Like that was the goal. I was, I, w- I thought I would be like a Broadway producer and I thought I would like, make musicals. Um, so for a long time, I just said, I worked, I worked at 1515 Broadway and I just kind of like left it as, left as it. that. <laughs> yeah. Right, like you, you figure it out. If you, you know, if you know, if, yeah. you, if you know, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? If, if you feel like digging, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> but it was cool to, you know, and, 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 and not only did I get to see how TV shows were created because I left MTV in 2007, not even understanding what production companies were, because we, we kind of produced everything. Uh, in, in tandem to creating like the, but the network owns those shows. So I saw Nick Cannon pitch his show to MTV and I've seen Wild and Out get built up, you know, from the ground up. I saw, and I, and I, and I loved, I love that. And I, and I bring up that and Ashton Kutcher with punks, Nick Cannon and Ashton Kutcher watching these two guys. Yeah. Create. We watched their process. I and mean, that's what those shows are about is their process. Like it's so cool. And now you me. cannot turn on a TV or open a magazine without oh, seeing so Nick cool. Cannon. He's hosting something of some sort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Nick Cannon's face is everywhere. And the word punk has penetrated our permanent vocabulary. Oh yeah. There are absolutely Pretty. times where I'm like, are you it's punking so cool. me right now? Yeah, right. Even you know? your grandparent, like our great grandparents, like, like you're punking me. I'm like, what you, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the show hasn't been on in 20 years, but yeah, here I am. <laughs> are you punking me? Am I being punked? Ashton, where are you? That's funny. Do you think that, do you think that generation alpha does not use the word punked? Probably like that younger, gen- whatever that newer generation is probably we got a uh-oh, opportunity. There's an opportunity. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be careful teaching those kids story. They 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 make things happen too. They make things happen. Like they change yeah. the world. So like teach them, teach them quickly. And and, and it's so fast to change the world now too. It's social media so and you know the well, internet. Who knew that it would be such a fast paced thing? And yeah. it, 
before, whenever it was, you'd be walking down the street and somebody, or you'd be playing your guitar in Times Square and somebody would say, hey, you have talent. Hey, let's bring you over here. Now it's, you're on TikTok, you're on YouTube, you're on yeah. Instagram. And that's how a lot of people are pulling talent. Do you still do any of that? Yeah, I actually um, got to the Academy Awards just recently aired. And um, as everyone knows, <laughs> unfortunately, Will Smith. We definitely um, saw that. Slap heard around the world. <laughs> but um, right after the James Bond tribute and right after the Godfather tribute, there was a 30 second package that highlighted um, uh, crew members from around the community who got boosters from Pfizer and then they went back to work. I cast that commercial. Ah. And, and it was a really cool, it's like, that's like what I do, like finding real people who are making real impact. And what I got to do when I got the phone call from ABC, it was a partnership between ABC, Pfizer and Oscars and the Academy. So they knew it was happening, obviously. It was the leading commercial after those two tributes. So now I understand what sponsoring looks like. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's a good sponsor slot. You know, there were big moments too. So I, I love that. And, and I went to IMDb and I, I, I knew I had a cast. I, I had the, the goal was to find people who worked on award-winning shows that weren't nominated themselves. So like below the line crew members that mm -hmm. are not you know nominated themselves, but did work on nominated films. I went to IMDb. I said, first off, let me find out who's paying for IMDb by who has a photo up there because I believe in creative, I believe in supporting creatives who support themselves. Yeah. So like, I pay for IMDb. <laughs> yeah, and, but do it because I pick faces and like that was, so I'm, I'm bringing that up because it's like, it's, and also I love, I love IMDb is a secret weapon. What a secret weapon it is yeah. for podcasters. Yeah. You can't listen to podcasts on IMDb yet. But but the form of discovery that IMDb gives us as podcasters, the fact that you can upload your podcast as a digital series connected to your production company list, connect me to your episodes and exactly. artwork. Not only do I appear on your you know, IMDb page, but you appear on mine. So uh -huh. what that looks like on my page or or on IMDb, Mandy Moore and Jamie Sigler and, and, and Danielle Fischel, some of the people who I'm on their pages. And when they have these big press moments, I actually see. Change, an increase, an increase in, in, in listenership. And then, and then here's the secret thing that uh, Ben Courier, this awesome guy um, who, who has a podcast called the failure podcast. So I got to talk about my failures for a half hour. It was so rewarding. I was like, yeah, sign me up on that one, please. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, oh no, I, uh, yeah. So there's just lo lots of, lo lots of, lots of things that are happening that I'm, that I'm excited about that are. So I'm really, really curious if, have you ever gotten something so, so wrong? Like you looked at somebody like the fucking Island boys, those crazy haired kids and looked at somebody and been like, oh, absolutely fucking not. And then <laughs> them turn into like a huge success or vice versa. Vice versa. To be honest, I have a store. I walked in with um, LMFAO. To VH1 before they recorded their first album. And I said, we should be watching these guys make their album. And, and VH1 loved the idea and they tried to do a show. They greenlit it in the room, but the kids wanted ownership over the series and then VH1 couldn't wrap their head around that. So you have these like frustrating moments where it's like, you know, they're so right. And then, or, or um, I got pitched um, uh, Project Runway while I was at MTV. I would have loved to have had that show on MTV, but we had Fashionably Loud and House of Styles and in 2005, 2006, those, those shows weren't even around on MTV anymore. We were already doing more Laguna Beach and, and you know, yeah. sort of like that, that real world. And yeah, <laughs> I shot a full series. Of, so talk about my biggest, my biggest disappointing thing. I shot a full series with Nas and Khalees, documented their entire first and second year of marriage and that never got to go to air so you have like where do they store these things is there like the an vault. attic that is <laughs> yeah and the concourse vault <laughs> there's a place there's a place where tape goes and they bury it <laughs> oh my god you it's know true. i just it sparked a memory oh, whenever maybe. i said real world <laughs> i was at a bar oh my gosh this is so embarrassing i was at the a eye is bar yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna do it anyways but um, and I see this guy and I'm like, God, he looks so familiar. And I'm talking to him and I'm like, 
do we, do I know you? Like, you look so familiar. And he's like, I don't know. Do you know me? He was like toying with me. And I'm like looking at him like, oh my God, did I sleep with him? I had, did we, did we sleep together? Cause I could not figure out, you want to know how I was on, in my twenties. <laughs> where I knew him from. And then probably, I don't know if it was the next day or hours later, it was fucking CJ from the real world. And I was like, didn't sleep with him. Probably should have, but didn't sleep with him. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. Both, by the way, I, I'm picking up on that energy you say there. I because I, I'm think I can immediately immediately see him down in Cancun spring break in that element. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Like that was in the early 2000s. I would I would I would get to work with the cast members. Not I wasn't like I didn't have anything to do with real, real world, but afterwards. So like the challenge, I got to cast TJ. I haven't in the challenge. This is pretty cool to know that yeah. like, I got to sort of put an. an keep an athlete on air for as long, long as we have. That's pretty cool. But that show is so cool. I love those cast members of that franchise. They're special people. They're good. I, I get them. I get them, man. I get it. I get that. I get wanting to be on MTV mm-hmm. because of what it could have done, you know, and what it did do. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the people who took the risk, who were, you know, who were afraid to do reality TV because they were afraid to be taken seriously. Imagine doing like, Imagine all these things we tell ourselves. That's why, I, I don't know. That's why I love helping people be creative. I like the, the IMDb thing is big. Like if you have a podcast, get on IMDb. That's like yeah. a big thing. Also, I was going to say earlier, the tagline. So they give you an opportunity for a tagline and mm-hmm. um, the tag, you can pretty much write anything you want. So if you're like the number one podcast for female, blah, 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 throw a tagline in there. And then you'll be surprised at how quickly that shows up in your Google search results. Interesting, and it doesn't even have to be true because you just (laughs) know it's a tagline. You're like, fuck yeah, I was the first woman to be slapped by Will Smith on an Oscar stage. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's a brilliant. We should do that. We should test. We should (laughs) test this out. This is brilliant. All right, so if you found this in some weird, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you found this in the weird nook of the dark web that we landed on, welcome to our journey. (laughs) So. Uh, you don't know this, but as I was stalking you on the internet, Uh-oh. as you do, um, I came across a commonality of ours. Yes. And that is just recently in February, I started the Entertainers Network and a, I came across your page and I see something about like a hub for entertainers. And I was like, oh, that's that's what I was doing or doing also. That's so cool. You're catching me as I make it. I love it. So I was very excited about that because, you know, I have been feeling for a while that there's not a lot of people out there that are willing to give entertainers a leg up. And, uh, you know, like there's not a lot of resources for people besides going to an acting class or getting really fucking lucky is something (laughs) else, (laughs) you know? So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. First off, podcasting is cool because you're, you catch me, you're catching me in between the now and the future. And like, that's like literally what you're seeing is like me saying, and this goes back to, by the way, how I launched my company. I said, I wanted to be a casting director. So the first thing I did was I put out an ad. So this is where I'm at right now. So I'm saying to the world, I'm creating something called the Creator Accelerator Hub. And I want it to be a free resource for a community of people who are passionate about being creative, who want to see success. So I like teaching people how to win awards, how to apply for awards and what awards are even, you know, applicable. Um, I like teaching people um, how to get credits, you know, on IMDb or how to show up and be discoverable or, mm-hmm. or create red carpet moments, you know, on Fireside or um, on Clubhouse or LinkedIn Audio, you know, um, uh, the importance of distribution and amplification, how, you know, you have a TV show, but you need press around that TV show. And then you need an action to sort of take place. And I love, I love building those ecosystems for people. And I spent the first 10 years of my career launching like talent brands. And, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew how to do it. It's a weird, yeah. I never said that before. 
<laughs> I said that with such confidence too. Yeah, but, but, that, I... but it's a good thing to know that also. It's kind of like the, I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And you just kind of start doing it without yeah. actually knowing how to do it. But then in the end, you look back and you're like, oh shit, I did it. You know, as, I, as you say that, I just had like, click, 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 click. So I just became, I'm a recent user of Notion. Do you know, do you use Notion at all? No. It's kind of like checklists. And it, it starts off as like this white space. It, it's software as a service. And it starts as a white space. And you basically can say the types of actions you do and the steps that you need to sort of achieve them. And I think when I think of where I'm at now versus then, because there was no such thing as software. Well, we use it. We've been using Google Excel in spreadsheets for like a very long time. So I got to admit as a data, like as a data engineer, like I was a, I was a, data, a database engineer for the Y2K compliancy. Like that was my job at Credit Suisse First Boston. Everything shutting down at midnight. Right? That was it. <laughs> By the way, and then and then when that I was like, I'm gonna be on MTV for that moment. Yeah, I'll be in Times Square. Sure. I made a video. <gasps> I made a video. If you're watching this video, I didn't make it. <laughs> Y2K. I just had to say I went my way. I love you. <gasps> there was an opportunity to digitize it, but I didn't digitize it. I was like, this is like one of those weird things that I, I you know, when you're in the subway and they tell you the end of the world is coming, you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh my god! I, <laughs> and I, I I love I love this hub idea of of like connecting too. So I want I want it to be a place where maybe we can work together and I can use it as a funnel for for t- helping people sort of find true north, giving them some extra tools, and not not in any way um, allow <laughs> allowing them to stay and get comfortable, but to sort of feel the pressure to learn because of what they're then taught. And that's, that's what I feel right now. I feel like, um, I see a lot of, of, of people helping, um, creators make content, distribute content. And my experience is different than a lot of other people's Mm -hmm. in in many ways, by the way, um, for the better and for the worse. And the thing that I think that separates me from those people are, are the results that I've had over 10, 20 years. And like, be careful what you wish for. And like, galaxy is gigantic so you need laser sharp precision and it's fun to do what you love doing it's even more fun when we can create that world and then like let you step into that world and i've seen artists do it so then i went and did it with like housewives and matchmakers and like regular business owners because we have a process and people love watching a process Uh uh-huh even being creative or even just understanding humanity that's podcasts is that that probably is the that filter that we're we're listening to right now and i love being a part of that that that's going to change more paint strokes that's going to change more more collaboration between pink colors and i would rather inspire that than and you can do that with digital so to make an impact, to change like a life, you don't need a large audience to, to, yeah. to, to change for culture. If you want to change culture, you need a large audience. And that's where synchronized social media efforts and like mass media really play, you know, an important role in changing culture, but, but changing lives, you don't need a large audience for that. And, and that's powerful with video and you get to an audio and you get to own it. Yeah, that, didn't, that wasn't around 20 years ago when I started. You yeah, know. so I mean, it's interesting whenever it is like, like you said, you don't need a large audience to change lives. And I'm going to get a little woo-woo on you for a second. Yeah. But I had, I had a reading done. She read my chakras and, you know, she got to my throat and she was like, like people, like your spirit guides are speaking through you. Like, she's like, I don't care if you reach one person, if you reach 10 people, if you reach a million people, like you should be doing what you're doing. And I was like, it's a little creepy. Hey, spirit guides, am I not speaking through, you know, like, <laughs> but, but it was a cool thing because not that, you know, like, Oh, people are speaking through me, like tongues of the, you know, no, guides. I get it. I fully believe it, by the way, don't, I, I have to tell you something. I, I grew up Baptist and then we became Christian when my parents divorced. And, um, I go to a non-denominational church here in New York city. Um, but I've always said, um, I'd rather have the spirits sort of pass through me because when God calls on you, he tells you to do something and like, you don't, build an ark <laughs> Walk, eat, like you don't want to be told you know just keep okay whatever you tell me yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm supposed to be doing and and that and I have to I, I have to throw my hands up it's funny I'm doing this I never talk I never say this but I think that that's like my 
sixth sense or the spirit or the it factor that someone asks me, what do I look for? I look for the energy that someone gives me that makes yeah. me think we can create mm. something like that. It's that energy. So I, I love that you feel called to do this because, and by the way, also, I didn't even realize this, but like, it's kind of fun to be in my, for me to be in my own audience. I never listened to myself in my head. I listen to myself when I'm speaking out loud, when I'm choosing the words that I want to, you know, leave in this conversation. That's right. when I find myself listening. And that's like, there's some, oof, <laughs> some real self, you had no clue the self-work that happens as a podcast. I, I thought, yes. oh, it's all about freezing. It's all about asking the right question. It's about asking the right questions. You of course, you, you also have going. To, uh, certain energy. You need to. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to redirect the energy in the way mm -hmm. that you want it to go. Also, yeah, a lot of people think I'm gonna put on a fucking mic and I'm gonna go to town and everyone's gonna want to listen to me talk to my best friend about you know the jog that I went on and I saw a really <laughs> cute dog and you know one thing that I have learned through podcasting is I sure I do it for me. However, I really try and make it more about the audience, make it more about the other. What are we learning from this? What are we getting from this? I talk about my fuck ups a whole lot because I am a hot fucking mess, you know? And so, <laughs> and I'm constantly learning and growing like lean into my strength. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I called it. Actually, I'm like, I lean into the messiness because yeah. It's relatable. And, you know, people, I think a lot of people are starting to go in that direction now where they are showing their true colors and, you know, not trying to be Miss Perfect all the time. But what is it that inspires you to be helping everybody kind of go after their dreams? Like you're, you seem to be pretty passionate about that. Was there something <laughs> that happened or, you know, what is it that, that draws you to that? Um, I yeah so I think I so there's probably two answers there's probably like why why I started doing why I'm doing and then probably why why I'm still doing it mm -hmm. so why I started doing what I'm doing I think I I'm I, I feel called to say I'm like I'm the oldest I'm the oldest of six mm -hmm. um growing up I was the oldest of four uh in a single parent household so if my brothers or my sisters wanted anything, I knew how to make that happen for them. Like, there was no encyclopedias. There was no extra answers. So I can either come up with answers or change, change reality, make it yeah. someone else's idea, you know, get an adult to think about what we're trying. Tuesday night ice cream. Doesn't that sound like such a nice thing? It <laughs> like, does. I'm, it I'm does. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, wouldn't that be nice? Like, why? What's how? I don't know. I'm just thinking about next Tuesday. Wouldn't that? And I, I've always was like a strategic communicator, kind of like that with adults, because to be honest, I um, there's an ego defense mechanism where I didn't want anything because I wasn't getting anything. So I figured I can just make things happen for other people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love the casting process. I, I'm not a very, I wasn't, I'm not a very talented, I hate saying this. I'm not a very talented person. <laughs> I'm a real person. bad person at I'm, it, I'm but. I'm horrible, like, I'm, I'm me on stage. So, like, this is, you know, I, and I respect actors who are just themselves, you know, like, just throw them lines and they just say the lines. They don't have to go into, like, the way that, like, Jared Leto, at, like, some of the way, like, real transformative acting, you know. Yeah. But, any, anyway, um, uh, so there, there's 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 magic in casting that I found in in collaborating with someone when there's an opportunity. It's creative collaboration, and um, I, I had great I had some cool moments happen during castings that allowed me to um, go on stage and get, feel feel more empowered in um, achieving things. And then I became president of like clubs and then I started a computer so it's called the computer social club at Wagner college and I felt called to start like I don't know showing up and I realized I can organize conversations I can socialize conversations you know I can I in student government I realized I can make things happen on the campus if, if it was everyone's idea it's just we have to slowly give them the pieces so that they have the words so that this is their idea and and then we have then we're working in cooperation instead of like education. And that just for me, I'm not an educator. So I'm, like, <laughs> so I'm walking around. So that's what my creator hub is about. I'm like, yo, these are just the tools I use. I know there's a billion different podcast platforms. I use Podbean. 
Yeah. This is how I use it. I, I'm not trying to tell you here's all of the things to use. There are some really cool strategists out there who do do that, who, who know, who will help you custom pick what's right for you. I can tell you what I've used right, um, and how other people, you know, that I've taught, you know, can use that. And then, and that, and I, I think that was really it. Um, I loved connecting people to creative opportunities and I fell, I suppose I fell into casting. I, when I was at MTV, I didn't call myself a casting director. I don't know who, who was, but (laughs) it was a talent. It was like a talent coordinator, talent development, you know, whatever manager, director, whatever. And then when I left MTV in 2007, and I started my agency again that I had created in college, and I called it Vinny Padastia for Entertainment because I needed people to know where I was. Like, pasta Vino, Pasta Vino, yeah, Pasta Vino. <laughs> that's it. I like that, and and I felt like um, I had an awesome ten year run at MTV. No one ever did what I did before. A lot of people were starting to do what I had been doing for the last ten years, and I felt like in a kind of special place. I felt kind of like chosen, to be honest about about how I got to do what I did for the first 10 years of my career in such, in such a way that was so impactful to pop culture and in, in music and creative arts and in people's culture. And I kind of felt like always obligated to stay in it because it just, because I was good at it. Yeah. And, and, the, and, then, and, then, and then I went through this weird phase where I thought I wanted to work with like the biggest people in the world. Uh-huh. Even though I already, even though <laughs> you're like, you just name well. drop Jessica Simpson and Mandy yeah, Moore, right? Beyonce. What does he for- want? <laughs> <laughs> what does he want? And and I made myself smaller to make room for the bigger people, and had some fails in that yeah. moment. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I thought. I thought. I really thought if I'm maybe if I'm quieter, maybe if I don't do this podcast, you know, maybe if it's not about me, you know, uh-huh. um, then. And what I'm realizing now is the power in showing up and like the bigger I am, the bigger my galaxy is and the more exponential I'm able to attract stars and energy. And like that got woo real quick, but I got, I believe in that. I believe in the law of attraction. Me too. Me too. I got it. (laughs) I'm all about that energy. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm relating to what you're saying so much because I find myself doing that a lot. If I walk into a room, because I'm I'm a lot sometimes, you know, like I'm, I have a lot of energy. I really love to talk to people. I'm kind of inappropriate at times, you know? And, and so I, um, I started an improv class about eight weeks ago and it has been like the most fun, but I would go in there and I would be like loud and me. And then I would like, just get this sense that like, people are like, shut the fuck up, Dana. And so I would be like, "Mm, clam back up. Okay. Let me go right back into my shell. Uh, And that's a self-confidence issue. Have you been dealing with that? Like your, have you been like self-confidence and now you're kind of growing out of it? Because I feel like as I get older, I'm growing out of it. Yeah, I mean, it, I I really don't think I had that issue in my twenties or or in my thirties. But about yeah. four years when I turned forty is when I sort of pivoted it away from the commercial aspect of television and I got into like the more private aspect of of TV streaming and mm-hmm. and and, and ch- changed sort of like I, I stepped away from casting as a service, which I had sort of, I guess, in my mind, really now that I'm built my ego had really built a, a strong association to the success I was having in casting to the type of person I was. And also <laughs> when, when you leave, when you leave something like that, that is a craft that is not an easy craft to master, but, but, but is, it can be mastered when you, when you leave something like that, um, do people, you know, will people think I'm a failure? Right. Well, yeah. you know, and I'm looking at like all of the, some of the greats right now retire from their, their, their athletic world and become business people. And it's like, are they, are they, I can understand the hesitation in, in changing careers after being so strongly associated with that industry's success. But I have to say that for a while, um, there's something called LMNO in my industry, leave my name off. Like uh, I'll do the work, but don't get, don't put my name on it because, you know, like it's a little fugazi and like I don't want to I don't want to be careful be associated with it yeah I'll do it but uh can you not tell anyone that I did it please (laughs) that's the thing so I bring that up because um 
there was a couple of shows that I was asked to work on on MTV in 2007 that I was like, I just don't think these are interesting shows and I don't think that they're interesting talent. Yeah. And, um, and I put my name on my company because of it and I stayed true to what I was. And also I realized, and when I was talking about even just making myself smaller, I realized that there aren't a lot of people like me who have um, an understanding of the robust type of audiences that I've connected with and also the talent that I know that I've seen, I've seen them mm-hmm. masterfully communicate and connect with them. I see how they write segments and, and I've been in the room and they talk about why and why not, how and how to say certain things and, and bring certain elements into the story. And um, I feel called really to help that. And they're, they're, and if I didn't, it would be privilege, to be honest, that I would be leaning on to not do something like that. And I feel like, to be honest, I was given this talent and now I have to use it because if I stepped away from it, I would only be privileged. That's the only thing that would pull me away from sharing something like that. And I would never yeah. do that. And that's why when I created the hub, I struggled with price points and everyone told me $4.99 and $10.99 and a dollar a month and $7 this. And I was like, yeah. I just think it's all going to be free. I think yeah. like that. <laughs> Y'all are bugging out. I don't like this conversation. This is why I'm trying to do what I'm doing is to remove. So look, I I can't change time, but, and I can't change your budget, but I can give you this information budget free and let you have this information and make some decisions on what to do with it. That that's something I'm not gatekeeping because like we got to stay successful. We got to share that information quickly while we have the advantage and the people who want the advantage I'm getting, I'm sharing them what I've seen. If, by the way, if you sit down with 10 different production companies and you ask them how they make money in media, they'd all tell you differently. Yeah. They're not, they're not selling like they would have 10 years ago straight to a network. That's not the only way that video companies, that media companies are making money now. And, and that's just be mindful. I mean, if I sat down with 10 companies and, and looked at their portfolio, I promise you each one of them would be doing something different and unique. That's like, that's the web three. That's the future of like what we're doing. I'm very excited about the fact that as creators, we own what we're creating. Yes. Take a couple of extra steps to make sure your IP is registered globally. So like we're very used to right now working, you know, we Instagram and and Facebook. And Mm -hmm. uh, if if you're on WhatsApp, you're aware how much larger the community is outside of America, especially in Europe and the Philippines that use WhatsApp Uh versus like, you know, Facebook or Instagram, which, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not on GoChat, but there are much bigger platforms than the ones we know. And there are a lot more people around the world that are about to be connected. And now that we're working from home, and now that the digital connection is as fast as fast can be. Yeah. It's a beautiful time to show up and learn how everyone is doing it differently and, and know that everyone is doing it differently. And I love that part of it. That's you know, I, cool. I love that too, because I, um, I appreciate an abundance mindset. I appreciate a person that is like, I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to lift you up because there's room at the top for all of us. We are truly unlimited success, unlimited money, unlimited. And, you know, I, I like that, um, you're even pointing out like this media company is doing something unique to their own brand and their own mm-hmm. audience and this person. So it, so it really is unlimited. Everybody can do something that is unique to them, that is special to them. And everyone can still be successful because there's a quadrillion people in the world. And you know what? I watch Netflix. I also watch Hulu. I also watch HBO Max, you know, like mm-hmm. all of those companies are successful because I subscribe to all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's funny that you mentioned the, the, the subscription video on demand, those, those three networks, um, because I bet you have those premiums. And then what are the, the what are the um, AVOD? What are the ad? Maybe what are the, the, the um, platforms that you watch content on that aren't subscription that are just ad like Hulu. Well, I guess Hulu has commercials. I, I guess everything now, all the pluses have minuses. Yeah. It's a difficult question to answer. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you're so- absolutely right. And, and, and what you're, what you're talking about is we didn't create more time. What we did is create more space for more content. 
And mm-hmm. when there's more space for more content, that means the audiences can be smaller and they're going to have a more personalized relationship with your content. And knowing that there's an infinite amount of space that we can keep creating to keep showing and sharing all this content is important. I create content that I don't ever anticipate seeing the light of day. Ever. <laughs> Yeah. Until the right platform comes up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, now I've got something. I do it. I just love creating for me. It's like fun. It's like weird. People will, you know, do you know why? Because some people will spend like, you know, 30 minutes, an hour on an Instagram post and they're devastated when like, you know. They're like, I got 10 likes. Yeah. I'll do the same amount of time and then I won't post it. I won't let anybody like it. I, that's, You're I'm like, getting, I am in I control. Took all the likes. <laughs> <laughs> but then one day when you're feeling proud and you're like, you know what? This was two years ago. I was thinner. It was it was yeah. summer, so I had the golden glow. You know, I'm feeling like it's the winter, so I'm feeling light sensitive. Maybe now's the time. But that's the thing is like is that now's the and then now would, that's so funny that I just did that journey. That's yeah. really how I think. <laughs> That's I why you get it. like a dog post in the snow in the middle of July for me that I've never, I've never posted before. And yeah. <laughs> You're like Christmas moments. in July. Here's my yeah, puppy exactly. with a bow that's on where my, That's where my brain is at. I'm thinking, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So um, another thing in my stalking of you, I saw an Instagram video, maybe post, I don't know, about, I have a podcast on TV. Did I see yes. that correctly? Yes, you did. That's okay, exciting. can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Are you allowed to share any of the yeah, guests that really you have? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, uh, right before the pandemic, I launched my podcast. I have a podcast. And then I got a couple of phone calls, um, uh, probably about like 50 different like people that wanted me to help them create their podcast. So I didn't make a single episode of my co- podcast for a year and a half, but I made a lot of other people's podcasts. And in doing it, because I do things for other people before myself, like we covered earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I figured out, well, how do you win awards? Because, you know, people don't know. And I, and I want all my podcasters to be award-winning podcasters because I know what that feels like. By the way, now yeah. it's cool to get to say, all of my podcasts are award-winning podcasts. Yeah. I'm so proud of them, though. And they're, and you win an award in a group. That's the best thing about, like, now is, like, everything is a, it's a group. So we're not winning anything as individuals. Um, and then I have a podcast. I sat down with um, about like 20 people in my life whose careers I've impacted and whose, whose, whose careers have impacted mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really approach it. It wasn't really booking. It was more like ca- reaching out to just close friends and yeah. asking. And, and by the way, um, I wanted to make sure my close friends were really famous so that everyone would be watching them and listening to them and not listening to me stubborn <laughs> mumble. Cause you know, you're not, a, you're not good. And when you begin, you're yes. okay, but you get much better. <laughs> ah, that's my favorite advice is don't be afraid to suck. Do it yeah, scared. Yeah, no, don't, don't. And by the way, and put the biggest stars possible. Surround yourself with superstars if you can. And by the way, and, and I have awesome guests that some of them are not on camera um, and some of them are, but uh, Mandy Moore and, and Jamie Lynn Sigler, um, Danielle Fischel, Ananda Lewis, who um, found, she's like, I talk about my talent dynasty. She's She's the person at MTV who tapped me on the street, literally on the corner of 45th and Broadway. And that's how I got to MTV. Um, she got, she was like, Hey kid, you want to ask a question to, to Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, fuck yes, <laughs> Actually, I do. <laughs> yeah. The question, she, it was the Prince of Egypt soundtrack and uh, Whitney and Mariah had just recorded. And so my question was, um, what was it like recording with another recording artist? And then I saw them I see the producer and Ananda works with me and they, she's like producing me. And then I see the, the floor manager go to Whitney and they point me out. So I'm going to ask the question. And she's, I see her like repeat the question. I see the words come out of the producer's mouth. And Whitney's like, I'm not answering that. Look, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm picturing like her rolling her eyes and yeah. like, Mariah being like, oh, fuck no. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, top divas. This is my moment. (laughs) (laughs) And then it didn't happen. happen. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I said, all right, all right, get it. I gave it a good college try. You know, Um, is there anything else? Because I have nothing but like friends and I had dancers and I I, I knew that I was going to be in the arts. So I surrounded myself with strong people. And I said, if there's anything else you're ever casting, let me know. And she was like, well, we're cast, Whitney's casting. It's not right, but it's okay. Would you like to help cast that? I was like, well, she's going to have to pay me a hundred dollars. 
I'm not stupid. I know I got to get paid. <laughs> I know my worth. <laughs> I know my worth. I got to pay for this that now ferry to get here. That's minus 50 cents right there. Why are you order? Yeah. Um, I, went, I went back to college and I was like, here, y'all, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> We're going to be on a Whitney video. And then the next week it was a Buster Ryan, a very Buster Christmas special. And then it was yeah. the Tom Green show. And um, then I got to work on Fox News Network, working on Hannity and Combs, which was a little rogue, but it was that credit that let MTV hire me for Choose or Lose. And then I got to cast MTV, and I changed MTV News. And then we did, we found Gideon Yego, um, and then quickly, soon thereafter, Suchin Pak, and then Sway, and it just sort of, the talent sort of stacked and stayed for a long time. It was, it was nice. It was nice as you're, when you're adding elements like that, that just feel multiplicative to what we were doing. So it was really cool. It was a really cool opportunity. Right, right, right time, right place. But I worked hard after I got in to stay there. Um, not in my head though, but in, like in my contacts. I was never heady. It was never, how am I going to do this? Because I'm not the one doing it. It was always- oh, I'm so jealous. Who's going to introduce me? Like I would show up and I'd be like, yo, I'm casting this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know the person and then me and you, are forever going to be the person that Vanessa Lachey will say, oh, they're the reason why I got on TV. That happens. That's like a real thing. Like, that's yeah. so cool. I love that relationship with creatives. I love that relationship. Well, I imagine that also being in casting that like nobody's trying to piss you off. They hear casting and they're like, wait, 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 what? Uh, <laughs> Who? What do you do? You know, <laughs> like because you are the guy that they want to impress. Am I right <laughs> yeah, about that no, or am I wrong yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, okay. no, absolutely. You, you can kind of, yeah, there, I would, I mean, I, and also, so I'm aware of it. And then I'm also aware that I can kind of sometimes see through things. And then I also know that I, I can't. So I, some people are brilliant at creating worlds. Um, I, I have auditioned housewives for New Jersey that did not live in the houses that they claimed to have. And sometimes I figured that out on my own. And sometimes after time nothing ever for me nothing's ever slipped through the cracks time yeah. always always tells and I, I have a pretty strong you know uh, uh uh gut i'm not saying i'm perfect and i'm sure there have been mistakes but um but i think i have to empathy uh-huh i hate to bring that word up but i think no it's a great like word my secret weapon i yeah. think that that's it it's like if, I, if my gut doesn't feel like you're the right person there for energy purposes or and, and I, we talked you talked earlier about coming into the room i'm aware that i have like um passion and power i'm aware that uh -huh. those can be good and bad by the right. way pa passionate can be uh you know uh, unsubstantiated sometimes power can be too powerful P uh -huh. pushy bossy you know yeah. i can say no when i mean nah -uh. Yeah. <laughs> but but no comes across way different than or what about this way? <laughs> I don't I don't think this is the right journey for you yeah, right now. <laughs> currently pursuing a different direction in creative, but we appreciate the submission. Yeah. Consider it. Yeah. Oh, um, just have to like very gently crush people's dreams. <laughs> well, well that but 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 that being said, I know because I never took on that responsibility. I and I made I made so many friends in the casting room because that didn't get cast. We actually talk about this. Yeah. Like you're you're the one, you're like the funniest. You're like the, the casting director I'm the closest with that's never cast me in anything. I'm like, well, it's probably for the better. If you look at some of the shows <laughs> that I worked on earlier, I was probably trying to save you. You're Patty Stanger, she's got a sharp tongue, man. I'm trying to, you know, but Leah McSweeney, I put Leah McSweeney in, in Millionaire Matchmaker. That's where Leah first became, you know, a Bravo face before she became a housewife on New York. And like, I got to, I got to change that show. When that show came to me, they wanted maybe two out of 20 of the millionaires to be female. And I think it gave them eight wow. afterwards. Cause I was like, cause I, do you know why? Cause I feel called that I can do that. Yeah. You asked me earlier, why am I still doing this? And why do I do it? Because I can do that. I, I can do that. I can make, I, I can talk executive. I talked Andy Cohen into more females in New York for millionaire matchmaker. And like, look at 
look at look at how much more space for females there was made on that network after yeah. even more shows that were and then pregnant in heels and then chef Robling. and i kind of worked on all of those shows for like a decade on 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 bravo that that serviced sort of the family in a unique way um but always where the touch point was the mother you know, yeah that was my household i under, i mean we were not by the way there was no fountains in my house there was no <laughs> Like well, that. if you're ever looking for a participation trophy wife, I'm your <laughs> <Yeah>? girl. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, this oh. is exciting too. What Bravo is doing with the housewives, you know, like they're, they took a, a non-linear move and they said, we're taking the biggest stars. We're putting them on the digital platform and we're making room for a new narrative of, of voices. That's cool. That now, now I understand how Menudo works. <laughs> <laughs> And how that, and how Bravo can stay alive with that franchise and not have it go stale and be so so dependent on people doing things because you know people do weird things after a while just just for a storyline and that gets them in trouble. Oh, so, I'm. I drop sure. my voice when I say that. But yeah. I <laughs> not that we know anybody that did right. that, but I'm no, just saying nobody recently. Oh, this has been so fun chatting with you. I appreciate you coming on so much. Um, Can you tell people where to go to find you and your podcast? And when is it coming up on TV and where else? Yes, yes. Um, You can, so the podcast is IHaveAPodcast.com. If you want to check in with me for anything, I'm VPE.TV. Or I'm sure we're linked up on social. So like go to your social, go to her social page and then you find me that way. And if we've lost touch, then make sure, then reconnect us. We're not going to, I'm harassing you forever. (laughs) Um, And uh, the Creator Accelerator launches in April of 2022, which is this year. I'm really excited to get it out. I'm kind of in my head. um, And uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to cap. I'm trying to tell myself that these, all I'm creating are blog pages that are kind of gated just so I have a security measure of people who are getting it, but I'm not going to charge anybody. Yeah. And all there are blog pages, which means once I publish them, I can cur- change them. Yeah. You I can, can edit update the video. Yeah. I, so I just keep telling myself that it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be right. But I, I focus on impact more than, than deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that by the way, unless you have and I'm doing it for myself. So there's no budget involved other than time, which is right. my most expensive asset or whatever that's called. Um, and, uh, and then, and then if you're looking to create a podcast um, and, um, and, dig- and digit and amplify it in a digital way that's distributed maybe on uh, on a television network or on a print network. Um, I have something called the verified podcast exchange where I help um, small businesses, uh, founder led businesses create podcasts and our podcasts are turning into scripted shows on Netflix and, and, and unscripted shows on HBO max. And uh, I don't promise that type of um, results, but, but I, but I dare me not to, (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop it. I got the contacts. I love, I love connecting. I love making good, good shit too. It's really important to make great, great standout content that people talk about. Of Even course. if it's your mom, by the way, I don't care if it's one person who talks about it. Like I said earlier, uh, it doesn't take a large audience to change a person. And that's something that that the digital world has control over. And we have. Control yeah. Over that. You know, and, and if I could also state it doesn't take a 20 year old either. I didn't start pursuing my passion until I was 37. I'm staring at 40 now and I don't plan on stopping. <laughs> Amen down for that. (laughs) Oh, this has been awesome. I really, really love talking to you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Cool. We'll do this again. Yes, please. And guys, don't forget, even if you are not nailing it this week, quite like me, you're still going to get that participation trophy. (laughs) 